Many people find that the most difficult thing in their whole Christian experience is breaking old habits, the former manner of life that comes into our Christian lives with us just is the most difficult thing to shake off. The Apostle Paul in Romans had a lot to say about this in the 6th and 7th and 8th chapters. And he also mentions it in Galatians, the 5th chapter, when he speaks about the flesh, which means the body as it has been habituated through the sinful things that we have learned to do with it. He says, For you were called to freedom, brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care lest you be consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now what is Paul talking about here in this very interesting and yet somewhat perplexing passage? He's talking about the problem of the old life the old man, the old habits, the old ways of living. And he calls that the flesh. The flesh is the body as it is oriented and habituated and patterned by our sinful nature. And the interesting thing about this flesh is that Paul says that it wars against the spirit, that our old patterns and our old ways want to assert themselves, that they they have a great desire to assert themselves, and indeed they do assert themselves very often. But he says these desires looking for an opportunity uh, get themselves in the way so that we find ourselves not doing the things that we want to do, that we want to do to please God. We find ourselves falling back into the old habits and the old ways. Now, the first thing I think we need to understand in talking about habit is that habit is not something sinful in and of itself. God put habit in us as a marvelous capacity to enable us to take care of the 101 details in life that need to be dealt with without consciously having to think about them. Just think what it would be like if every time that you tied your shoelace you had to think about it the way you did when you were a child. The first time you learn to tie your shoelace, you say, all right, now first I take this and I turn the point around and I pull the a shoe flat back and here's a hole. Now I have to turn the point this way and line it up with a hole, give it a hard shove behind that, that spot where the metal stops. Now grab the point again with the other hand, pull it through and tighten up on the shoe and now do the same with the other and so, so on. So suppose you had to think about that and how, how you tie the bow. First I, I put one string across the other, then pull the one that's on top up through the hole and then pull them tight against the shoe. Now I take a loop of one of, one of them, uh, spin the cord around uh, that one and go back through and pull them tight with a loop, not pulling the end all the way through on the second. Uh, suppose you had to think about that consciously every time you did it. That would be horrendous. And suppose you had to think about everything that way, everything you did, how you take the cap off of a toothpaste. Uh, a tube, and how you would squeeze a tube, whether you'd squeeze it from the middle, roll it up from the bottom, 
some people have never learned how to roll it up from the bottom. And how, how much you'd put on your brush and how you get the brush at the right angle to get the toothpaste tube on. Then how you put the cap back on by turning it clockwise rather than counterclockwise. And where you put the tube and how you lay it down, how you flex your muscles in order to do it. And how you now raise your hand to your mouth and you get the brush in your mouth, not on your nose. And how you go up and down instead of sideways and get into all the cavities or whatever you've got there and so on. You know, th th this would be awful if all of life had to be thought through consciously that way, hour after hour, day after day, year after year, monotonously going over again and again and again the same old stuff, never having learned it. Well, God gave us habit so that we wouldn't have to go through that terrible ordeal of learning and relearning all these little operations of life. Consciously, we have to learn them the first time, but unconsciously, we can learn to do them without giving a single thought to them. Why you can be thinking about anything you want while you're brushing your teeth. You take the cap off, you put the toothpaste on your toothbrush, you brush your teeth, you put the cap back on, you put the, uh, replace the tube, you replace the brush and you go out and maybe 10 minutes later you think, I wonder, did I brush my teeth this morning? You don't even realize whether you've done it or not. That's what habit enables us to do. So it's a wonderful capacity God's built in. But like all other, like all other capacities that God has given to us, the capacity to enjoy sexual relations with our mate within marriage. We have distorted, just as in sex, we have distorted those capacities. We have distorted the capacity of habit as well. Now the computer people have a little saying. They say garbage in, garbage out. You can only get out of a computer what you put into it, and if you put garbage in, that's what you'll get in return. And the same is true about the capacity that we call habit, this ability to do things comfortably, easily, unconsciously once we have learned them without thinking. And so if we have learned all the garbage, if we have learned all the sinful ways of responding to life, and we have developed the members of our body, as Paul calls them, into these sinful patterns, if we have yielded the members of our body, as he says, to sin, to practice sin, so that we become uh, patterned in sin, and the body itself is patterned, it, it's patterned uh, to do the wrong things under certain situations, then those habit patterns become very difficult to break. That's what Paul's talking about here, and he says that the way that they're broken is by the Spirit. And the Spirit does not do this in some mysterious way. The Spirit does it through the Spirit's book. The Spirit does it through the Bible which he has given to us, showing us the new ways of life that we must put on to replace the old ways. The interesting thing always in Scripture is, is that we don't break habits, we replace habits. We replace the old ones with the Spirit's new ways. And that's exactly what we find in the rest of this chapter, where he talks about the deeds of the flesh, the old habitual patterns of immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, and so on. All these things that he lists as the deeds of the flesh, they must be replaced by the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You see, they are replaced. The old ways, the old deeds of the flesh are to be replaced. We don't simply break habits, leave a vacuum so that seven demons worse than the first move in to occupy the house, but we replace. We put new occupants in the place of the old ways that were sinful. And how do we do that? By studying the Word of God asking God through his spirit to give us the strength and the power to do what the word of God says, and then moving out in obedience and faith on the word of God to live as that book tells us. That's what it means to be led by the spirit, not some kind of mysterious leading or guidance or something, 
but to be led in this book to do these things that he tells us in this book we must do. And so he says, those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh. It doesn't have to have this power over us with its passions and desires. And if we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. This is the challenge that we have today. So in each instance, find out what the biblical alternative to a sinful way of living is. Begin to obediently follow the, sin, the, the new pattern, the biblical pattern, the righteous pattern of living, asking God to strengthen you to do this. And in time, you will find that the old pattern has been replaced as the Spirit works the new in your life. O oh Lord, bless us, we pray, that we may learn how to replace these habits with righteousness rather than with sin. For Christ's sake, amen.